You know, one of my favorite things about this time of year, you can sit outside first thing in the morning with a fresh cup of coffee. There's really nothing like it, especially when you live in a beautiful place like Colorado. And there's nothing like Boyer's Coffee, the legendary Rocky Mountain roaster since 1965. The beans are always roasted in Denver, ensuring the freshest cup of coffee you can get your hands on. You can either pick up Boyer's at your favorite local supermarket or at Walmart or Sam's Club or... You go online at boyerscoffee.com. Believe me, you can find an amazing selection of Colorado roast like Aspen Gold or Breakfast Blend or even a variety of flavors like French Vanilla, Hazelnut, or Southern Pecan Coffee. You say pecan or pecan. Never mind. Do yourself a favor and hop online right now. Check it out for yourself. The selection is unlike anything you've ever seen. And as one of two natives on this show, we love supporting Colorado companies. And we hope you will as well. Boyer's Coffee, brewing coffee right here in Colorado since 1965. All right, who likes winning cool, free stuff for buying something that you love? I mean, something you would buy anyway, right? Raise your hand. Well, we do too. And the good news, the people of Molly Spirits like giving out free stuff. In fact, during the month of July, when you accumulate 300 points, you're going to receive a stainless steel cocktail shaker and jigger. And how do you earn points? So very glad you asked. Just buy your favorite beer, wine, or spirit at Molly Spirits. That's easy enough, right? And the best way to do it is just pick up some ready-to-drink canned cocktails like Mad Lemon, Mad Classic Lemonade. It's a twist on lemonade with bright, fresh lemon and vodka. Man, it is really good. Or how about a high noon pool pack with a variety of vodka and soda seltzers? Molly has the best selection of ready-to-go canned drink cocktails that will help make this summer truly a fantastic one. So here's what you do. Head on down to one of Molly's two locations to shop over 12,000 beers, wines, and spirits. There's the Lakeside location at 44th and Harlan. And then, of course, in the DTC, located at I-25 in Arapahoe. They're right there in the Arapahoe Marketplace on the west side of the highway next to Sprouts. Win cool free stuff. Walk out with exactly what you want. And, oh, by the way, support a Colorado company. What more could you ask for? Molly Spirits, a land of adult beverage discovery. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. And welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman, podcast number 131. We thank you for listening, getting ready for the NFL season. What's up with you? Nothing. I think that went fast between the voluntary mini camps and now training camp. Did you feel like that was a fast no. five weeks? No. Okay. I, I have felt since the end of the NFL season last mm-hmm. year, and I, I can't really figure out why, this has been the slowest off season. That I can ever remember. I love how you directly contradict. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just being honest about it. I, it th- this thing is like this has felt like a four year period between the end of the regular season, even the playoffs, uh, the Super Bowl, and like getting ready for the next season. Do you think it's because there's so much anticipation of what's to come? Like, let's get going. Like, we're like tired. Carly Simon anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that was used in a Heinz commercial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd rather think of it just like Carly Simon's <laughs> anticipation rather than the ketchup commercial. But um, maybe. I don't know. But I'm uh, I'm anxious to get out there. We'll be out there uh, tomorrow doing a mm-hmm. doing a thing with Steve Atwater on DenverBroncos.com right at, uh, I think, 10 o'clock, which they will start practice then. I'm just – I'm anxious – because I know it's finally here. 
What's your favorite part about covering training camp? <laughs> I thought you were going to say my favorite part about training camp. I feel not like having you, to put pads on. That's what anymore. I feel like you would say about when you were <clears> playing. <throat> yeah. I just don't remember you ever saying, "God, I loved training camp." No, and to adopt the old guy get off my lawn uh, routine for a moment. Uh-huh. Training camp nowadays is a hell of a lot different than what we experienced back in the mid seventies to mid eighties. Because you think it's easier. Well, for sure it is. I mean. They don't, they don't go twice a day. Yeah. They're very careful in terms of how much contact they have. I mean, I think th- these are all good things, really good things for players, but it is different. But I think um, I, I enjoy, you know, sort of coming up with a couple of uh, storylines uh, for me to follow. Just uh, And I like going out and watching practice, watching the individual work, um, seeing how coaches interact with players. Uh, you, you can learn a lot just from how how a team practices, the tempo they practice, the energy they bring. Uh, and I think, we'll see starting tomorrow, but I think this year will feel different than what we've experienced the last four or five years. Isn't that those sustained energy? Because I feel like at the start of a training camp, no matter who your quarterback was or who the coach was, there was this real excitement, even if they were lying to themselves. I think it's sustained does that make sense? What? What? You not, didn't finish the. You didn't finish the. Question. It has to be. Everybody's excited at the start of training camp. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. But I think um, there's still, you know, you think back, and I think the quarterback plays a huge role here, and obviously now with Russell Wilson, uh, Broncos fans expect uh, that situation to be rectified. But if you just think back to since Peyton Manning retired. The guys that have been in the quarterback mix, mm-hmm. they have um, done the best they can. I don't know that you would describe any of them as dynamic leaders. Uh, the quarterback is a guy that, you know, as a teammate, you expect him to be the dude. I mean, he if, if you've got a good team, you don't have a good team if you don't have somebody that can play at that position. You might have a good team if you have, you know, less than an optimal uh, left tackle or maybe not the best tight end of the league or maybe you're a receiver short or running back. But quarterback is such a unique position at all levels of football and especially in the NFL. So this year I think they go into this camp feeling pretty damn good about who's the the guy under center. I don't want to go too squirrel on what I'm about to bring up because I want to bring it back to training camp. But did you see that Russell Wilson and Ciara are opening up they opened up a store, a yeah. clothing store. And it was they last hoped... night, by the way. Did you get an invite? I did. Did you really? Yeah. Did you go? No. No, didn't. It's not, it's not that big a deal. Well, it's if you a get clothing store. To, if you get I'll get to know him when I do his show. Like well, that'll be on the Denver Broncos <laughs> radio network. I I mean, all due respect, good good for them and all that. Right. But but he's got so many things going on outside of football, none of which I really um I wish him luck, but I don't care about him. So he can do and does a lot of really cool things. Yeah. And But I, I care about, hey, what does this football team look like? This I year? do too. I just didn't like, I guess when I read this no, story. No, you're kind of into the clothing story. <laughs> I mean, it's at a mall. Come on. Right. Um, they're hoping to open 10 stores by early 2023. They've got one in Seattle. Okay. So now they're going to do Cherry Creek is next. They just did Park Meadows. They want to do DIA. I think when I read this story, I was like, God, this is even more than I ever 
thought. Whatever. It's, uh, it's a mean, lot. They are a power couple. They are truly, I mean, that that phrase, you know, the entertainment phrase, yeah. power couple, yeah. thrown around a lot. I mean, with these two, I I think it uh, it is very applicable, and and I say good for them. Uh, there there, are, and, and you and I've talked about this in the off season. There have been some people that have sort of pushed back a little bit from too much Russ mm-hmm. and and out there on Instagram and he's got his own videographer and he's got his own train. So what? Right. Get used to it, man. I want to see what he does as the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. And I'm excited about the the, uh, possibilities. So when you talk about how coaches and players interact at training camp, that's interesting because I never really, I guess I was looking more at positions. So are you just looking at how much players are willing to listen and how excited they are to listen and the interaction and the connections. Cause I think that's going to be a lot. Nathaniel Hackett is a connector, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm anxious to see the energy level from start to finish of as many practices as we are able to see and, and how that translates into success or lack thereof on the field. I'm anxious to see the, the preseason games, the ones that Russell Wilson's going to be playing in. When he's playing, I know all of their guys, air quote, are playing. You're not playing him with a bunch of second and third line guys. Mm-hmm. You're just not. So I'm anxious to see when Russell Wilson's in the game, um, what they look like, how, how quickly they get into and out of the huddle. I mean, are they uh, crisp? Yeah, they're not going to show a lot of, of uh, what we see in the regular season. I get that. But you can, you can tell, I think, from an efficiency standpoint uh, a little bit in terms of just the tempo of your offense. And it's not just offense. I mean, I want to see what uh, the Broncos look like on defense early, what the back end looks like. Uh, Michael Ojemudia has had a very good, by all accounts, uh, offseason. you got to find, is Ronald Darby going to be the guy, the other corner, opposite of Pat Sertan? Uh, I suspect so, at least going in. So, I mean, some I, I just think some interesting things to observe for me. So, if you talk about preseason, if it's up to Russell Wilson, he's going to want to play those first two games, right? As much as he can. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you've got to balance that. If you're Nathaniel Hackett, uh, you want to get Russell Wilson and the first team offense enough work that they feel they feel good about what they put on tape, right? He's not going to play. You know, he won't play. I don't think half the game in the opener, and when they go to Buffalo in the second preseason game, he's probably not going to play the entire game. I mean, get him enough work where he can work with his guys, where he can develop. In, in a game setting where he can develop a real sense of timing with receivers and, you know, see some live action, um, you do that. But you also, you have to balance out, hey, listen, I don't want to get my guys too much and, and r- run the risk of somebody going down. There's nothing worse than being at training camp and seeing a guy getting carted off in training camp. And there's been careers very much affected oh, yeah. by an injury and there's a lot of backseat, backseat driver, armchair quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you talk yourself into that? <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's the always the question. But that's pretty brutal. That's when we talk about the best part about training camp. For me, that's the, the worst part about training camp. There's a real balance. And you can do everything you can to try to find it as a coach. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is uh, very, very tough game, uh, collision game. And anytime you're out there, even if you're doing whatever you can – 
to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands and make sure he, you know, three-step drops and make sure the ball's gone and we're not taking any chances in a preseason game. Anytime you're out there, anything can happen. So you want to get your frontline guys some work so that they're sharp enough that they feel good about that Monday night opener in Seattle, but you obviously have to balance how much work with the idea of, A, having your starters healthy for the Seattle game, and B, you also have an opportunity to develop a little bit of the, of the depth of, of the team, right? I mean, NFL teams, teams that are playoff teams, usually uh, A, manage to get through the season relatively unscathed injury-wise, and B, they've developed a real nice uh, core group of backup players that if somebody does go down, you can plug that guy in and your team doesn't go to hell in a handbasket. What mistakes should we just anticipate that Nathaniel Hackett is going to make as a first-year head coach? What are some of the things that maybe we should just expect to see? I feel like from Vic Fangio, sometimes there was things that we didn't expect to see. You're talking about things that he'll encounter during the season? Yeah, that just a first-year head coach is just going to everything of course i mean assistant coaches don't have to they don't have to deal with you know all the media obligations that head coaches have to deal with which are so extensive anymore in the nfl um and nathaniel hackett he hasn't gone through a a three-game stretch in which they play great and they're three and oh and everybody including us are telling them man this is great and they're going to win every game and they're the greatest thing in the world. And conversely, he hasn't had to go through a two or three game losing streak where the world sucks. You're terrible. You're overmatched. This is your first year. I mean, all of those things, the highs and lows of, I think, working in the NFL with as much media um, scrutiny as probably anywhere in the country here in Denver, he's got to. And there's no way to prepare for it. He just has to go through it, and he'll have to find a couple of um, veteran sort of mentors, maybe his dad, uh, that he can call and bounce things off of. There, there will be the highest of highs this year for Nathaniel Hackett, and I suspect there will be the lowest of lows, and you just hope there aren't too many of, uh, of those. What's the lowest of lows? Go through it. Hey, listen, your world ends. You lose a game, mm-hmm. your world is not the same. You don't feel like going out to dinner with your family Sunday night. You just don't. Um, you lose two games in a row. Now you start, you know, you start hearing things. You lose three. What, if they ha- what happens if they lose three games in a row? Oh, uh, the world will end here in Denver. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. How, how do you handle that? What, what do you, and I've said this before on this podcast and on the radio show that I do. I mean, how do you handle that to, with your team? You got to stand up when you present the game plan. You, the players come back after they play on Sunday. Uh, Monday they came in. You know, you don't meet as a team normally about the next week's opponent. Tuesday the players have off. Monday and Tuesday are game plan days for coaches. You meet them Wednesday morning as a team. Well, what's that message sound like if you've lost two games in a row? The team wants to know, hey, how how are we getting out of here? How do how do we get out of this mess? Right. So he's gonna experience things. It's not his fault, but that those things he's never experienced before because he has not been a head coach. So training camp begins. We tape this on a Tuesday. Training camp begins on Wednesday. I think there's 14 
practices that mm-hmm. are open to the public. On the offensive, uh, the offensive side of the ball entering camp, um, what positions, competitions should we take a look at? And does that start with right tackle? No, I think it starts with the entire offensive line. Cool. I really do. I mean, I think aside from Garrett Bowles, mm-hmm. I think every single position is open. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see sort of how it plays out. I mean, Dalton Reisner started at left guard since he was a rookie. Um, and and the coaching staff, I think, and in particular, Nathaniel Hackett has gone out of his way in OTAs to praise Dalton Reisner. But you just get the feeling that the other four positions, other than Garrett Bowles, that they're going to be highly competitive. You got to find, you know, your best guy at each each position. Then you collectively have to find your best group that can work together. Is Lloyd Cushenberry going to be the starting center? He's been the starting center since his rookie season. I don't know. I think he's got a battle on his hands, right? Who's his competition? Well, I mean, you look at um, uh, Glasgow. Glasgow. Okay. Probably Graham Glasgow would be a guy that could play center. Mm-hmm. What do you do with Natani Muti? You've got some really interesting pieces inside, and then the right tackle position. Uh, you you've got three guys that may battle for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Turner they acquired from Green Bay. Billy Turner has played for Nathaniel Hackett, but he's had he's had injuries and he hasn't been able to do as much in this off season. So I mean, who who you know. So that does strike a little fear in my heart just because we've seen the offensive line the last five or six years struggle, some years more than others. Depending on moving the pieces, do they have the talent for it to be okay? The scheme can help the offensive line. The quarterback can really help the offensive line, right? The play designer and caller Mm -hmm. can take pressure off his offensive line if they're going into a particular Sunday where you might be overmatched at a couple of those positions up front. That happens to every single team. You you look at an opponent and you say, okay, we're going to have uh, a lot of problems this week at right guard and right tackle just because of the matchups. So how, how do you, you – can't, you can't change guys. Your guys are who you – those are your guys. You know, At that point, that's who you have. Mm-hmm. So you can help them – by design with you know how you how you come up with the game plan and how quickly the ball comes out and do you keep a tight end in the game that will help in this case your right tackle can you use your back you know nothing frustrates a pass rush more at any level of football than them rushing like hell and by the time they get there the ball's gone you just get you get tired of doing that but nothing also feeds the intensity and it's like blood in the water when you start to feel like as a defensive lineman, this guy in front of me cannot block me. And if we can get ahead and force these guys, they have to throw the ball. I'm fixing to get me like two or three sacks. So, you know, being ahead of the game, being able to run the ball effectively, that helps slow a pass rush down, right? Move in the pocket some where you don't always have the exact same launch point for the quarterback. Um, that helps slow a pass rush down. That these are all things that Nathaniel Hackett and those who are going to ultimately design them and call them the plays. And Hackett's going to be the primary play caller, uh, at least going into this. He can really help his offensive line in that regard. Does Russell Wilson historically get the ball out off early? No. Okay, that's what I thought. No, he's a guy that holds the ball. He's a guy that uh, is willing to hold it 
long enough to give him a chance to take a shot downfield. Now that is that can be a positive. Uh, he's also a guy that I think is as good. He and Aaron Rodgers, to me, are the two best in the, in the game at what I call pinballing in the pocket. You'll you'll somebody will lose on an individual pass set, pass protection, and he'll step away from that pressure and bounce up into the pocket and then bounce back. And he's buying himself enough time that the guys downfield can get open, right? Um, so, but no, he's going to hold hold the ball. I think one of the things that is going to be interesting for me to watch is as they design this offense, how quickly are they getting the ball out of his hands on some of the checkdowns? Get the ball to your playmakers in space, and then once you do, those those big play opportunities where you want to hold it, hold it, hold it, then you'll be much more able to do that. And he took, I mean, Russell Wilson, uh, you know, over the course of his career in Seattle, as good as he's been, he's never been a guy that wanted to check the ball down, that wanted to get the ball out of his hands. He wants to hold the ball for big plays. So if Pete Carroll can't get him to do it, you think a first-year coach is going to get him to do it? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, Russell has to trust Nathaniel Hackett and the design of the offense. And it, he seems like the, you know, made of the right stuff in that regard. There, You can always improve as a player. He's been a pretty damn good player for 10 seasons. But there are things in everybody's game that, that you can improve on, even at the elite level. So I, I would imagine that Nathaniel Hackett has had conversations with Russell Wilson on how he, Hackett, can help Russell Wilson become a better player. And part of that is not taking shots early, get the ball out of your hands, get the ball. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a good design to get the ball to guys that can make things happen in space, and we'll take our shots downfield. But our shots downfield are going to be play pass opportunities and in order for that to be successful you got to manage that uh you got to marry the play pass with the run that looks exactly the same and that's something and i've said this before countless times something that the broncos have not done well since peyton manning we haven't spent a lot of time on the tight end position is that something during preseason that you're going to take a look closer at since they had a i mean a relatively higher pick well second round right for a tight end position. Greg Greg Dulcich is yeah. an interesting uh interesting pick um out of UCLA. I'm a big fan of Alberto Guegbanam. Cuz you can say his name. Yeah, I can. No, I don't have to call him at Al- Alberto all right. the time. But um <laughs> you know, I, I think again just by the uh, how this offense is built, one of the things to watch in training camp is how how you know, do they go uh, 12 personnel, which is one back and two tight ends. Do you have 13 personnel, one back and three tight ends? How do you build the offense? And how important will tight end production be in terms of the passing game for the Broncos? I, I want to see um, how that's that's going to sort of manifest itself. We may not see, see it to where we know in preseason, but I think you know tight ends, you, you can control the middle of the field from a passing standpoint, if you have a really good offense and tight ends that understand, you know, what it's about. So I'm anxious to see. I mean, I Oakwagbanam's gonna be a good player. Uh Dulcich is a is a good athlete, good receiver at tight end. So we'll see. This is gonna be one of our shorter podcasts. Damn. <laughs> you need to take some acting classes. Mm. 
Did you ever take any in like any drama? Wait, you were in the band, but did you ever take any theater classes? Well, you say that like it's uh, like I. No, I would never say that. Wait, you were in the band. (laughs) Yeah, I no, I love music. I did not take drama classes. I I Uh suspect, however, that you did. I did not. Tell the truth. (laughs) No, No, I don't need a class to be dramatic. You you notice I have nothing. (laughs) I have no comeback. It's not safe for me to to really follow up on that. So it is not. Yeah. Uh, okay, I will see you next week. We'll have lots to talk about. First week of training camp. Can't yep. wait. Arba. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is pulling you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code LOGAN, my last name. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They really do it all. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure. It's really easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want to. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code LOGAN, L-O-G-A-N, when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code LOGAN to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.